Oh, you didn't think the losses could get any worse? Celtics say hold my beer. I'm going to talk about it right now in the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance at all the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, John Corrales here at the TD Garden saying thank you for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen every day. Lockdown Celtics is free and available everywhere podcasts exist and on YouTube. Uh, Thank you for checking the show out. Uh, Here I am at the garden behind me. If you're watching on YouTube, that's the uh, the floor where the Celtics blew a 19-point lead, went from 14 points up to 14 points down from the beginning to the end of the fourth quarter, losing 128 to 114. Now again, uh, thank you for the people who were, uh, encouraged me yesterday after my audio issues. I'm hoping that talking into my phone here a little bit more directly and matching up the audio will help clean things up and maybe get a little bit something uh, cleaner. The good news is they found my recording equipment in Washington. It will be sent back to me. So hopefully in the near future, everything will go back to normal. But for now, uh, I'm still piecing things together better than the Boston Celtics. Did so. Uh, let's. I, I think at the end, in the third quarter, in, in the third segment, I'll talk about how emotions are are at the root of all of this. The emotions are the problem. I'll go through oh, that fourth quarter and in look. Actually, some positives here. There are. There are actually some positives. We have to remember now. In the process, if we're going to the old Brad Stevens Kaizen, I'm channeling Jam Packard. Uh, shout out to Jam Packard. And for those of you who know, you know, uh, the Kaizen process over results. Listen, the results was God awful. That fourth quarter was as disgusting a collapse as you're going to find. There are four quarters in the game. The first three were actually not bad. And so there are positives to pull from that. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes, but let's just get to the heart of this here. The Celtics down, uh, they lose 128-114. Let me pull the fourth quarter box score out. The, it's as ugly, the, the, <laughs> the Bulls did not miss a two-pointer. They were three of six from three. They were 13 of 16 in the fourth quarter. The Celtics did not get a defensive rebound in the, uh, fourth quarter. So all of those threes that were missed, by the by the Bulls offensive rebounds there. So the um the the Bulls end up outscoring the Celtics 39 to 11. What goes into a 39 to 11 meltdown? How do you lose a fourth quarter by almost 30 points and they really did lose it by 30 points when before you get to garbage time. You look at Josh Richardson in 11 minutes of the fourth quarter was a minus 28. Minus 28. But look, I mean, Tatum, minus 25. Horford, minus 20. Jalen and Marcus, minus 21 apiece. Rob was only minus 8 because he played two and a half minutes because he's dealing with some sort of ankle. The, the entire 
fourth quarter collapse overshadowed the questions of what happened to uh, what happened to Robert Williams. Don't know what the actual injury is to Robert Williams because the entire post game media was about the collapse and and so Ime says. The guys got too cute. We started in the third quarter. At the end of the third quarter, Al Horford said the same thing. We we sat there at the end of the third quarter. The Bulls were making their run, and Ime says we got too cute. The and in relaxed, foot off the gas, all of the cliches, and they let the Bulls make the run. Okay, fine. Like that, that's gonna happen. You're up 19. You're going into that fourth quarter. Now, no lead is safe. We know no lead is safe in the NBA, but guys relax. This is what happens. This is, you heard Brad Stevens say it for, for years here in Boston. It's hard to play with a lead. It really is hard to play with a lead because the team that's behind is very easy to play when you're from behind because you got nothing to lose. You're already down 19. So let's just, let's just roll with it. Okay. Let's just push. Let's, what are we going to do? You lose by more. It's still a loss. Like you lose by one, you lose by a hundred. It's still one loss. So when you're behind by 19, you're like, yeah, whatever. Let's roll with it. When you're up by 19 and you relax and the other team starts to make a run, this is exactly what happened. Get a little tight. You're like, all right, well, all we need to do is we just need a knockout punch, which is the wrong thing to do. And, and all of a sudden the Celtics start going more isolation. So here come the knockout punches. And, well, they know that Tatum and Brown are trying to throw the knockout punch. So they double Tatum. They blitz Tatum. They throw three people at Jason Tatum. And what happens? He, he starts playing through that and, and not making the right play. Jalen Brown, it, it becomes hero ball. And it's what we've seen over and over and over again. Hero ball dooms the Celtics because, frankly – they're not good enough to play hero ball all the time. Like Tatum is great and an and all NBA potential player. Jalen is, you know, Jason and Jalen, both potential all NBA players. I'm not going to criticize them for not being good basketball players. They're great basketball players. They're two of the best basketball players in the league. But when it comes down to it, hero ball from them all the time is not going to work. It's not going to work because hero ball only works from like LeBron and, and Kevin Durant and even those guys. It doesn't work all the time. So the better thing to do is, as Ime said after the game, go back to how you, you know, keep playing. Keep playing. Do what you did that got you here. Move the ball. Move yourself. Cut. Let's get back in defense. Let's get back in transition. Let's not give up easy baskets. But what did the Celtics do? They gave up easy baskets. Fourth quarter, 10 of 11 free throws. Chicago hit. They gave Chicago 10 free points. They were 17 of 18 overall. 7 of 8 through the first three quarters. 10 of 11 in the final quarter. They got lazy. If you read my stuff on um, uh, Boston Sports Journal before the game, the pregame stuff, uh, I talked about stats that the Celtics should be concerned about. And one of them was Opponents, free throw attempts. Opponents, free throw attempts, the highest in the league. It's like 27 and a half per game that they give up. Most in the league. So some of it, switching defense and all of that, they get confused. They, you know, somebody's, oh, there's my guy. I got to go. And you get late and you foul him. Okay, fine. But in this, it's laziness. It's 
you know, you're just jogging back and, and they're sprinting back and you're caught too deep on offense. The guy on the weak side is caught watching the ball or asking for the ball and is not thinking I've got to get back because eh, whatever, we're up 14 now. Big deal. Well, now, now it's 12. You know, now you got to get back and now you foul and now it's a three point play. All of their worst habits just kind of came right back out. And you go right on down the line. You know, and Al Horford, he's the only guy who made two baskets in, in the fourth quarter, two or four in the fourth quarter, including a three-point play. He had a great stretch there where I thought the Celtics were going to pull this off. And Horford followed up, was a follow dunk off a, a Tatum miss. And then and a three-point play. And I was like, five straight points for Al Horford. Here we go. That's the, the Celtics withstood it. Horford steps up. He makes the plays. Everything should settle down now. And they, it just still didn't. Because the Celtics didn't, like, say, okay, let's just now relax. You know, Horford made these plays. Let's just settle in here and finish this thing off. They just kept going with the same stuff. They didn't get away from, you know, Tatum handling the ball as much as he did. You know, one of the things after the game, Marcus Smart was really kind of critical. And look, I don't like the way Marcus put it, but he's clearly pissed off. He said, there's only so much I can do standing in the corner. And how many times have I said this now? Marcus Smart's role as the point guard of this team, what I thought it was going to be, it's not that. It's not. He's basically playing the same role as he always used to. He spots up in the corner. He's just going and standing in the corner. He gives the ball up. He goes into the corner and that's it. He's not initiating the offense. He's not kind of the floor general. He's not a traditional point guard. They're not using him as a point guard. He's bringing the ball up sometimes, but he clearly is not. Like, the Celtics don't have a point guard the way they play. Smart, I I don't even know what the numbers are, and I see if I can find them out, but Smart is initiating the offense as probably if if you go from point guard, if you do all the point guard rankings, Less than any other point guard in the league because Tatum and Brown are bringing the ball up. Horford's bringing the ball up. Other guys are bringing the ball up. Josh Richardson brought the ball up a few times. Schroeder's bringing the ball up. It's, 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 they're starting the offense by committee, which is fine. Except in the fourth quarter, late in a game like this, you need some structure to settle things down. All right. And if Tatum and Brown, are going to be blitzed and doubled every time they touch the ball. Why not start with Smart at the top of the key or somebody else at the top? If you want to put Schroeder in there, fine. But put somebody else in there at the top of the key and run Smart and Brown off of actions and do something different. Have them set screens for each other and see who, you know, read it and, you know, slip or do something else like Get those guys moving off the ball so when they do catch the ball, they are in a position where there's not two defenders on them. That's just, it seems like if you use Tatum or Brown as a screener and you let them kind of read off of that, that would just confuse the defense enough in those situations. Like, okay, you want to blitz him? All right, let's let's use him as the screener. And if you, if two guys want to go with him and he pulls two guys away or one defender isn't sure where to go, then who, who are you screening for? 
Are you screening for Jalen? Which guy? Which guy off the ball are you going to go with? Defense, while Smart or somebody else is handling up top, or you get it to Horford at the elbow, or Rob if he was healthy at the elbow, and try to make plays off of that. It's a long haul. It's a long haul. But basically, the Celtics did everything possible that they could do wrong in this game, and it manifests itself in being outscored 39 to 11 in the fourth quarter. A brutal loss, a brutal, terrible loss, but there were some positives. We are going to talk about some positives, just as a little palate cleanser, before I get into the final segment, uh, which we'll get into why, why do they keep doing these same things? Uh, today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto has an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all parts your car will ever need. Head on over to rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I've also got to tell you about Prize Picks. It has the best NBA da- daily fantasy sports prop games on the market. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy, and you're going to love it because it offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator. It offers all the superstar players plus the bench guys who are only getting a, ha- a handful of minutes apiece. You're not going to get that everywhere. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of. Uh, you can mix between NBA, NFL. So if you want to do kind of uh, LeBron's going to have this many points and Mahomes going to have this many touchdowns or whatever, you can do that on Prize Picks. All of the users that all of you guys that that use the promo code NBA, you get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. So deposit up to $100, use the promo code NBA, you get an instant 100% match of that. So Prize Picks uh, use. You can pick two to five players, an over-under. There's so much. (laughs) I have trouble explaining the entire thing. But um, check it out. It's an award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. You can make your entries in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code NBA. Go to the App Store, download the app today, Prize Picks, is daily fantasy made easy. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Hey, thanks for checking out the Locked On Celtics podcast and making your first listen every day. Why don't you make the second listen? One of our other lockdown Boston sports podcasts. If you're a local Boston sports fan, Red Sox, Bruins, Patriots, it's all covered here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So whatever other sport, whatever, whatever other team is making news, check them out wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, positives. We got to remember here, like the first three quarters of this game were actually pretty good. This was, you know, a tough start. Uh, Chicago came out and hit their first five three-pointers, and the Celtics were kind of behind early, but they stuck with it. They persevered. They ended up taking the lead. The the, the shooting evened out, and uh, I thought through the first three quarters, the Celtics were were playing a, a pretty good overall game. Not perfect, but a pretty good overall game considering they're coming off a road double overtime loss they're coming here, and there were questions about whether this team could um, handle uh, the the 
kind of aftermath of that. They they looked terrible after the loss to the Knicks. They looked terrible after an overtime win in Chicago. So there were questions about the effort and the focus and all of that. Those questions were answered. For the first three quarters, those questions were answered, which is a positive. All right? And even Al Horford afterwards, he said, look, this this basically said this sucked, but I do like the way we're trending. And that that's internally, the, it's hard to say what's going on with the Celtics because it's very clear that something's bothering Marcus Smart and the way he was speaking after the game. It's clear, like he's he's not happy with his role. He's not happy with things, um, and and who knows how that's going to be handled internally. However, they do see positives in this, and they are trying to build something here. And you know, when Ime Odoka talks about parenting and stuff, like this is they're not going to listen to you the first time around. This is kind of it, like. It's about repetition and getting these guys to continue to buy into what's being sold. And, and if you want a pure spin uh, on this game would be this is a loss that teaches a hard lesson, which Ime says, like, look, this is a loss that should piss them off. They should be pissed off about this. They should be pissed off at themselves. And this is a loss where you say, hey, look, what we tell you to do works. What you guys did on your own didn't, and here's another tough loss. And you just keep piling up these tough losses. Now, you don't want the, the tough losses to keep piling up because, look, you've lost to the Wizards twice. You've lost to Chicago. You've lost to New York. Eastern Conference teams, seeding is going to matter. The Celtics are 2-5, and five, okay? That, that sucks. You go in a little bit of a winning streak somewhere, and I'm not saying I expect them to right now, but... If they did, if they do, then who knows what other teams? Chicago is going to be due for a, a little bit of a, a lull. They're gonna they're they're not gonna be winning, you know, six out of seven every every you know stretch. There, there's going to be a, a, a stretch where they come back down to earth. Some of these other teams are going to come back down to earth, and they're going to go back to battling with the Celtics. So you still want to come back and win these games, or or not lose too many of them. You don't want to lose these tiebreakers. So the Celtics do feel like they're building on something, and they're trying to build towards something here. Obviously, you want to win these games. But look, the first three quarters, they did build towards something. And Jalen Brown, who finished the game with 28 points on 10 of 18 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3, 3 of 4 from the line, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, uh, 1 turnover for Jalen Brown. For a guy that was on a good game, bad game kind of flip, double overtime in New York, good game, follows it up with a stinker. Good game overtime in Charlotte, follows it up with a stinker. Good game double overtime in Washington. Oh, hey, good game at home. Jalen Brown breaks the, breaks the cycle, breaks that little chain of events. That's a huge positive. That's a big thing to come out of today, and I don't want that lost here with with the Celtics in their crushing defeat. You can flip that into, well, hey, why did Jalen Brown only take two shots in the fourth quarter? Great question, person I'm pretending not to be. This is a a, a problem that the Celtics need to solve. And I think Ime uh, has an issue here that, that he needs to make sure that Jalen gets more into these games. Now, Tatum played 10 minutes in the fourth quarter. Jalen played eight and a half. 
with Marcus. Uh, I think the plan was to keep them sitting out longer. When you look at the minutes played in this game overall, Jalen played 33 and a half, Tatum 36, Horford 33, Smart 33. Very obvious that the Celtics wanted to keep their minutes down after the 47 minutes that Jalen played and 41 minutes for Horford. So Jalen came into this game when, when the things were already starting to spiral out, spiral out of control. And they, they did try to run a couple of plays for him, but by that time, everything was going so poorly that like Jalen couldn't get into, into any sort of uh, rhythm again either. So that opportunity was wasted. But that's something that Ime Odoka has to figure out for sure. That is one of the things that I think is a high priority for him. The fourth quarters in these tight games, and the Celtics continue to play all these tight fourth quarter games, they need to figure out how to be a little bit more kind of, look, less everybody look at Jason Tatum. Like Jalen, when he's having these games, has to, has to, has to, has to get the ball more. He has to be more featured. He just has to be. And so it goes back to, is the answer playing both of those guys off the ball, screening for each other, and a good passer like Marcus Smart, or Dennis Schroeder or whomever, the Celtics have Schroeder, Smart, Rob, and, and Al, who are all good passers, okay, to varying degrees. Play Tatum and Brown off of each other somehow, and the good passer will see, oh, here we go. This guy's open. I think I trust all of those guys to make the pass to the guy who's open. So... Whatever they need to do to make it a little bit more democratic, rather than Jason is way up here and then Jalen's down here somewhere where, okay, Jason's, Jason's ISO isn't working. All right. Well, we'll give it to Jalen then. Like that can't, that can't be how it goes, especially in a game like this where Jalen is, is playing well. Al Horford played well again, 20 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, a steal. I think. Horford's just having a really good season for the Celtics. Uh, again, that that fourth quarter, I thought he was going to turn things around with that quick five point spurt. Didn't, but that was that that was key. Unfortunate thing is he had a turnover like right after that. So you're like, all right, well there that goes. Um, uh, I don't know what happened with Rob. I thought he was playing okay, but he was a little lost. Uh, Josh Richardson did not play particularly well. He started off okay, but then he disappeared. Schroeder. Uh, is, is, you know, clearly he's going to get to the middle of the paint. Didn't shoot particularly well, but he did have five assists. All of those assists were in the first half, though. Uh, we saw a little bit of Romeo. We saw Grant, who wasn't great. Peyton got some run, but only seven minutes. Um, that's another thing that Ime is going to have to figure out. Those guys, those guys definitely, I think, need some, some time together. I think, I think honestly, with Peyton, he's going to be a victim of, not just the numbers crunch. Remember before the season, I said, I'm not sure how Peyton and, and Aaron Neesmith are going to fit into this rotation. And here we are. Not sure how they fit into this rotation. I think Peyton's especially a victim of, if you're going to switch everything, Peyton is too much of a liability out there. Because if you're going to switch everything, then then Peyton gets out there and ends up on bigs. And that's that's never going to be a, a great... Never mind bigs. Big wings. You know? DeMar, DeMar DeRozan is a, a, is a mismatch for, for Pritchard. He's just going to shoot right over the top of him. So, uh, let's see. And no, no Cantor, no Parker in this game. All right. That's, that's the game.
and I'll dig more into the game maybe tomorrow. Uh, look more into that fourth quarter collapse. I'll have to rewatch that. That's going to be gross. Uh, up next, emotions. Ah, emotions are at the heart of all of this. The Celtics are struggling with keeping their emotions in check. All right. I'm going to talk to you about that after I talk to you about Shopify. Shopify is more than a store. If you are uh, running a business online, Shopify helps you connect with your customers, drive sales, manages your day-to-day. You can, you know how hard it is to set up an online store and accept credit cards? Shopify handles that. They have thousands of integrations in third-party apps, on-demand printing, counting, chatbots, and, and beyond. So they can really help you run your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. They level the playing field for their customers so you can be the small, independent, local business that can compete and have the same thing. Because you know how it is with customers. Once Amazon has something or once these big retailers has something, they want it to be like that everywhere. And you don't know how to do that stuff. Shopify does. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. It powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. So go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. You get 14 days to try it all. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. That's shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. BetOnline is back and better than ever. New web interface in the start for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today. Get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that bonus. So basketball, football, baseball, World Series, still going. There's one more game, right? Um, if Well, if Atlanta wins. Uh, NHL, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games, all there. So don't wait to take advantage of these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. So up right now on Boston Sports Journal, I have a piece called uh, Celtics, uh, nothing's going to change for the Celtics until they get their emotions in check. And and it seems pretty obvious that the Celtics have an emotional issue. This is, this is the heart of what's bothering the Boston Celtics to me. They are very physically capable of doing everything they're supposed to do. They're very physically capable. They can run. It's, there's nothing stopping these guys from running back on defense. There's nothing stopping these guys from passing the ball to a certain place at a certain time. There's nothing stopping these guys physically from doing anything that Ime Odoka has asked, making any of these right plays, but something clearly is stopping them. And that's where you turn to emotions. Their emotions are 
hindering their progress. And some of it is ego. Some of it is insecurity. Some of it is whatever it is. Each individual player here has some level of emotional, I'll say, not instability, but an inability to keep these emotions in check. Emotions are what make things horrible for human beings. Our ability to process emotions is what makes humans special. You know, like other animals can have limited emotional capabilities, but are driven more just by instinct and they, they just do a job. This is their job. This is what they're going to do. We are driven by our emotions and that holds us back sometimes. Our emotions make us make bad decisions, right? I can attest to that. We can all attest to that. The Celtics, whether it's Tatum or Brown or Smart or whomever else, their emotions, that emotional drive gets in the way of them making the right play. And they have to figure out a way to get their emotions in check. Marcus Smart after the game, very, very clearly upset about his role. Very clearly upset. And he's been upset about something all season long. And he's out there saying, like, I can only do so much, standing in the corner. And even if he's right, which I think he partly is. I mean, he's not, I'm sure that there's, you know, if you were to talk it out, there'd be some points where you're like, okay, but, you know, dial it back a little. But even if he's right, that's not how you do it. That's not where you say it. That's not how you let it impact your game. That's not how you let it impact your play. Go out there. Now, Smart is does do a good job of, hey, he's going to go make some plays and, and make some steals and play some defense. But he still, he still lets his emotions get the best of him. We know that's the case with Smart. Jason Tatum. When he's getting blitzed, when he's getting doubled, and he continues to try to make plays on his own, or if he feels like he's got to make plays on his own, he has to get past that. He just has to get past that. Same thing with Jalen. You know, I'm sure that there are times where Jalen's like, hey, well, I finally get my opportunity. Time to make my play. Everybody has to get on the same page and understand that the truly great greats, the truly best of all of them, you know, in Boston, Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Jordan, you know, Kobe is, you know, uh, Jalen's Jalen's hero, Kobe. You know, the guys who achieved things that are unimaginable. Truly, truly special people because they are able to keep their emotions or they were able to keep their emotions in check and channel those emotions into their performance. To channel that thing, whatever it was, into a positive drive that took them to a level that is is unfathomable to the rest of us mere mortal human beings, right? These guys, Tatum and Brown and Smart and, and a bunch of other guys, I'm sure, who are still in that same mold, their emotions very clearly make them make poor decisions. And after the game, they can sit there and be like, yeah, I'm not perfect. Yeah, I know. I know I should have done this, or I know that this is the play. And you can look there in film sessions and say, I know, I know I should have done something different. 
But you didn't. And it's because your emotions took over in the moment. What these Celtics need to do is channel that, figure out why that's that's happening, why they're being driven to make certain plays, channel that emotion into a more positive way, and, and let the intellectual brain take over. Make the smart play. You know, Jalen had a play earlier in the game where he drove and he could have forced the shot, but he didn't. Uh, I think it was, I want to say it was in the third quarter maybe. He kicked it over to Al Horford. Al Horford made a play. Jalen re- relocated, got the ball back, wide open three-pointer, drilled it. That was a fantastically patient, the right play to, to make. Now, without the pressure of the fourth quarter winding down in a blown lead, it's easy to make those plays. It's easy to say like, okay, I'm not going to pull up here. I'm going to make the right play. But that mentality has to carry through in the fourth quarter. You can't panic. And that's what the emotion does. It makes you panic. It makes you look at things and say, I'm going to make a different decision than I made before, even though that worked before. These guys need to channel these things in a, in a, a way that allows their smart basketball brains. All of these guys have very smart basketball brains. You don't get to the NBA and play at the level these guys do without that. But the emotions, when they get in the way, it derails that. These guys are young. They're still figuring themselves out. They're still learning about their games. Even Smart, who's a little bit older. Hell, even Al Horford to some degree. But Horford knows. He recognizes it. He realizes it. But these guys, if they can get their minds... If they can get their minds, the, the, the emotions of this game, if they can get that all in check, they can really hone in and do the things that Udoka is asking them to do. It, they're capable. They are very capable. We've seen it in stretches. They're not the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, they're not the Cavaliers. They're not the Rockets where they just make dumb mistakes because it's like, oh, they don't have the experience to make these plays. They've made these plays before. They've made these plays in the playoffs. They're capable. But got to get those emotions in check. Until they do, we're going to see a lot more losses like this or like we've seen. Now, maybe they turn it around. Maybe they turn around quickly. Maybe this is a thing that just wakes them up. Who knows? Tough stretch coming up. They have Orlando on uh, They go Wednesday, Thursday, Orlando, Miami. Then Saturday night in Dallas at 8.30. Tough stretch coming up for the Celtics. I'm going to be here to talk about it. Make sure you're subscribed to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you again for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen every day. Feel free to make the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball podcast with Josh Lloyd your second listen. Josh is the the GOAT when it comes to fantasy basketball talk. Uh, And thank you all for subscribing to the show. Thank you all for the the, the YouTube subscriptions. We're up over 3,100 now. So keep plugging along. Uh, And the best way to help me pump those up is to share the podcast and tell your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.